Hello, how you doing? It is uh, Ed Draper on a Sunday night here. Hope you're well. Just um, responding to a few tweets actually over the course of the weekend. I actually went to El Glossico match, Gloucestershire Derby between Cheltenham Town and uh, Forest Green, uh, Football League Two match. Forest Green won one nil. Um, kind of secondary to what I put about maybe fandom not being good for people, and, and asked that to Gary Johnson, the Cheltenham manager, in the previous uh, interview up here on the uh, podcast Sport and Life. Uh, did see some incidents of people having a few drinks, you know, chanting at police officers, a little bit of a frosty atmosphere, there's a few people thrown out. Um, but on the subject of fighting, just wanted to respond to a few people uh, talking about boxing. Obviously the news last week that Tyson Fury was coming back to the sport to fight in June, the opponent to be confirmed, of course, his last fight was November 2015. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, two and a half years ago now, pretty much will be more than two and a half years by the time he actually gets into a ring, climbs through the ropes again. Um, and that was a kind of a defining career night for him in terms of his uh, legacy, beating Vladimir Klitschko, who was then the uh, kind of multiple world champion, beat him on points uh, convincingly in Klitschko's kind of adopted home home country of Germany. And then kind of went off into the night hasn't been seen since had some problems with depression and alcohol things like that it's back now though um, seemingly to get on a path to challenge the current world champions the guys that have taken his place in his absence have made the most of of that void that was left namely Deontay Wilder WBC champion and Anthony Joshua who holds the rest of the belts currently after defeating Joseph Parker to get the WBO belt um last month or so so he's he's uh, got a bit of a work to be done he's got up to 25 stones something like that's got to work that back but the interesting thing was and this speaks to strengths and weaknesses and self-awareness which I guess I've talked about before and find fascinating I know um, Gary Vaynerchuk who I talk about here Gary V is kind of an entrepreneur and social media kind of guru invested in a lot of social media stuff and is um very popular trending on on social media twitter and, and instagram in particular that, that i'm aware of but talks about self-awareness knowing yourself the key to it knowing your strengths your weaknesses doubling down on your strengths i kind of think there's an argument to also enhance your weaknesses to work on your edges certainly for me i try and do that with aspects i'm not so good at uh, around the house things like that diy that was never my forte uh, but try to kind of improve in those areas and, and i think life's about learning and progressing but also if you're in a competitive arena, I suppose it is about focusing on your strengths. Always fascinated me people like Paul Merson, footballer, who never uses left foot. Even on the left wing, you're trying to bend the outside of his right foot, kind of at a weird angle around his left foot to try and get a cross in. And it kind of speaks to this heavyweight scenario, which is interesting with Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, and Deontay Wilder, because that might be the washing machine in the background again. Apologise apologize for that. But just the, the kind of ingredients of it all, because none... The perfect boxer is an argument that all three combined would make pretty much the perfect boxer in the sense, I suppose, uh, that you've got a big puncher in Deontay Wilder, a fluidity, an unpredictability, a kind of mystique to the way he throws his shots, different angles, you know, kind of unexpected, come out of nowhere, not sure when they're going to come out. There's a different rhythm to the guy, um, a real pace to his shots as well. As Vladimir Klitschko pointed out in an article in The Times, the English Times, Times of London today, that he 
doesn't necessarily pack a much of weight behind that, but that's the, the reason the speed's so fast. But in fairness, it detonates, and he's knocked out 39 of 40 opponents, the only man to go the distance with him, Bermain Stavern. And Stavern, albeit in dodgy shape, was quickly polished off in the rematch between those two. So Wilder's got that power, that kind of irregularity, um, a bit of a bravado to him, and also stamina as well, battled back from that kind of real shaky time against Luis Ortiz. <clears throat> the Cuban in his last fight. Anthony Joshua has got kind of natural athleticism, agility, dogged determination as well. He came down, from, came back from being rattled to his boots against his uh, childhood nemesis, uh, uh, Dillian White, then came off the canvas to beat Vladimir Klitschko. But, you know, this is a guy that could play any sport professionally. Imagine 100 metres, 10.5 seconds. Um, presu- incredible strength. You see his, his physique and what he gets up to in the gym and all round naturally gifted but certainly worked on that perhaps he's a little green and callow still in terms of boxing hours we talked about only 10 hours 10 years even of boxing experience which is relatively little when you compare to most professionals I guess at the age of 28 that seems a late in the day to take up at 18 but he's excelled but perhaps that kind of just kinesis that sense of movement that kind of um, intuitive knowledge you build up over I guess years and years and hours and hours to 10,000 hours that perhaps in an instant may change a, a contest. We wait to see whether that is necessarily the case. And Tyson Fury is skilled. Um, but as I pointed out, the knockouts haven't been um, that big for him in terms of uh, his career record. And I think the power certainly ebbed at the top level. Uh, he had a really uh, fascinating boxing match second time around against Derek Chisora, who's European-level fighter. Involved in some great bouts, had that great fight himself against Dillian White, didn't he, Derek Chisora? But in the Tyson Fury rematch, Fury won the first, but the second one, he totally uh, outclassed um, Derek Chisora in box southpaw, in fact, as if he was left-handed. So he showed his technical range. He showed that, of course, in upstaging Vladimir Klitschko, but even despite the six-foot-nine-inch frame that Tyson Fury possesses, there's clearly a sense that the knockouts don't come. He didn't stop Chisora. Obviously, waved, they threw in the towel in the end, but it wasn't a, a kind of overwhelming one-shot power that, that rocked uh, Derek Chisora in that match, similar to the way David Hay stopped Chisora in the summer of 2012. So there's a few comments onto that. Matt Shepardson has put, the Tyson Fury that beat Vlad could ably avoid them for 12 rounds. This is talking about Wilder and Joshua, make both look quite amateur. Slip shots well, has an excellent rangy jab. Still not sure that will uh, see that version of Fury again, though. Um, and uh, it's a question of, um, I suppose, do we see that version of Fury again? It's a lot of weight to put on up to 25 stone. I think his fighting weight's 18 stone, maybe a little bit south of um, that as well. So it's a question mark there, isn't it? It's um, how much you read into that one night as well, because that's arguably distinctively his kind of head and shoulders best performance. Now, Rob Barrow as well, who... Uh, I know lives in France, actually, Rob. Hello, Rob. He says, uh, could his aura be down to one performance, dropped by a blown-up cruiser, then found a way to win, but we won't know until he has another couple of fights. And he got knocked down by Joey Abel, doesn't he? Um, Billy Rutz thinks he needs two fights, and they'll make the fight happen. Presumably that's with Joshua, Billy, saying that. Uh, I, they could make it now, but he needs a few rounds. Um, and Billy also puts, to be honest, I think if any of them catch Fury, it's game over. Fury is so awkward, but for me, he'll be found out by AJ. I mean, that's the interesting intrigue for me is that we don't necessarily know what Vladimir Klitschko's mind state was. And there's an interview in the Times, which I mentioned earlier, that kind of says that he would back Joshua clearly to beat Fury. You know, he's not a kind of impartial analyzer of that situation, given, or analyst, I should say, of that situation, 
given that he uh, had a lot of beef with Fury, was not happy with the conduct of um, Fury in the build-up to their fight and clearly the way he was upstaged and slightly embarrassed perhaps on his home soil. But he does say AJ wins and it kind of wonders whether people like Wilder and Fury would be able to walk through or would choose to try and walk through some of the technical shots, the jab and the range of shots, just to, to land on Fury and think that once they did, there'd be a, a way of winning the fight, overwhelming Tyson Fury perhaps physically doesn't have that same strength, primeval kind of physicality. Jay says, I'd say AJ and Wilder will need to be at their absolute best, in my opinion, a career best performance from either. Interesting, but then you think with Wilder, that it's like a kind of nuclear weapon up your back pocket, isn't it? You can just detonate that right hand at any moment. It's kind of game over. So whether he needs to have a career best performance or just land at any point in the fight... Um, boxing fan Clayton 1180 says I suppose it depends who he fights how he looks in his first second fights I was asking how long it would be for Tyson Fury to mix it with Wilder and Fury uh, Matt Caulfield says uh, Ali after his layoff had two warm up fights before his heavyweight fight with Frazier that of course to um, veto the uh, Vietnam War wasn't it a political stance that Ali said he says I think he could have done with one or two more I'm saying four as Tyson needs rounds will have lots of ring rust to get rid of you. He lost the first fight to Frazier, didn't he, I think, in the in the trilogy. Um, so maybe that was why he was undercooked, Ali. Anyway, won't rewrite history. Phil Turner says three out of four, three or four, including a couple of top contenders. Paul Nichols says he has to have at least two more fights with high-ranked opponents. So it's that strengths and weaknesses thing, though, being self-aware of what you can double down on, spoke about. Um, myself, loving sport, not being able to make it to professional footballer and thinking, what's the next best? English literature is always my favourite thing, writing stories, expressing myself. Uh, Journalism was probably the natural fit for me. But it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Are you in the right mindset? Do you kind of like, I guess, cover up for your weaknesses and and do you try and enhance them? But in the the heat of battle, in the moment, you have to double down on your strengths and who can utilise their strengths most in that fight between Fury, Wilder and Joshua. And it's in those respective matchups as well, isn't it? The, The argument is that Joshua boxes against Wilder perhaps There's, I know people will contend that Wilder maybe has a better jab but that maybe Joshua's best avenue and yet it switches in the analysis when you look at the prospect of fighting Tyson Fury that perhaps he has to physically overwhelm him and go pretty much basic, primal uh, trying to physically kind of rush him a little bit, overwhelm him, get past and just bully him a little bit, use that weight three inches shorter than, on paper than Tyson Fury but Physically, you'd imagine the stronger man, although Fury looked uh, pretty handy in terms of big weight, big height against Vladimir Klitschko, didn't it? Let me know your thoughts, guys. Um, strengths and weaknesses, what they are. And I think you know, if you had the technical skill of Fury allied to the, the athleticism, natural physicality and dogged psychology and, and, and kind of ruthlessness of Anthony Joshua with that right hand of Deontay Wilder and that kind of mercurial way that he does throw that punch and another kind of unorthodox skill sets that he has you'd kind of have the perfect heavyweight right but that's why it's intriguing that's why we're all excited about Fury coming back and uh, adding to the mix let's hope we can see them fight each other see whose strengths outman the others and who can minimise their weaknesses enough maximise the positives minimise the negatives yeah guys hope you're well enjoy this I'll speak to you soon up to Newcastle this week to see uh, my little brother but I'll post later in the week and hopefully going to get a couple of interviews boxers as well Darren Barker is opening a gym in London, in ha- in West London, he's got one in sort of North East London, I think, but hopefully going to catch him next month. And it'd be good to get former middleweight world champions thoughts as well on sport and life, how they interact, how sport can 
educate us about life, how it can influence it, positive and negative. Cheers, guys. Take it easy. Ed Draper 81 on Twitter and Ed underscore Draper 81 on Instagram if you want to have your say. Cheers, dudes. Take it easy.